Ugh, I love this movie. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen this movie? <laughs> I'm Ben Farmer, and I'm a cinephile. And I'm Megan Carver, and I'm a cine newbie. We watch all kinds of movies, new and old. And we let you know if you should watch them, too. Welcome back to So I Married a Cinephile. Feeling good about this one. Yeah, we're uh, switching it up a little bit. Yeah. So we're, since we've noticed, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Since the dawn this of time. This is the thing. <laughs> I've noticed, well, we've noticed that um, while the YouTube is fun. Yes. And it's great to do live events. Mm -hmm. And get lost in the rabbit hole of videos yes. and recommendations. Yes. And you wake up and you're like, two hours of my life have passed. It's gone. Oh, gone. Uh, <laughs> and we, we love Stafford and Evan, who consistently watch. Thank uh, you guys. Thank you so much. Um, we decided to shift back to just recording the podcast and then releasing it both on our YouTube channel and on our podcast mm -hmm. uh, on Anchor. Um, just effectively, cause, well, we've got exciting news. We started a business. That's right. We um, sure did. So we've got a couple of other irons in the fire at mm. the moment, and uh, we need to kind of have a little more flexibility. So Correct. But we'll still be releasing the video, and we'll still be releasing the podcast on Movie Mondays. Mm. So, uh, yeah. So it'll still be there. We'll just... We won't be doing it and live. And YouTube, uh, the YouTube live will be happening like on very special occasions. Yeah, like for live commentary. Correct. Or on movies that we feel like deserve and need a live commentary. Yeah. If you want to watch us I, and react to us watching I a movie really in real time. I really badly want to do Waterworld. It's, <laughs> I want to do live commentary on Waterworld because you're going to get so upset and I'm going to get riled up and everybody... <laughs> It's, uh, it's on my to-do list at any rate. How are you today? I how was well. your week? We have uh, we have some guests staying with we have us. two rounds of guests. We have two rounds of guests, actually. So uh, this week we have our very good friends Josh and Reba. Woo! Hi, guys. Um, I just assume they're listening to this. They probably are. <laughs> they probably are. Because Reba, she I listens just everyone all listens the time. Right. <laughs> um, so Adam Driver been... listens. Adam Driver listens. <laughs> I like your podcast. <laughs> I listen to it on my drive to my shift at the Olive I Garden. I take the old episodes and I bury them. <laughs> I bury them. Because you have to bury the past. You have to kill it if you have to. <laughs> that was a little redundant. You have to kill it if you have to. You that's, have to kill that's it not if you the have line, to. But I wish kill I it if you have to. Um, You're good. Thank we have you, guests. Thank you, Adam Driver, for listening. We do have guests. Yes, we have some friends staying with us this week. Uh, and we're very excited to have them. They're out on a hike right now. Um, and we have a window to record our podcast. So, so here we are. I did some great yard work this morning. Mm -hmm. A little lawn mowing, a little weed whacking, a mm -hmm. little ditch digging. Out of all the things that you're doing, like for yard work and like landscaping and mm -hmm. home, like maintenance, mm -hmm. what of all of those things is your favorite? I'm Mike Farmer's son, so I like to run a vacuum cleaner and mow a lawn. Yeah. Those are like two big favorite projects or, or things to do mm -hmm. um, as far as chores. And pushing the lawnmower because it's so hilly, it feels like you're kind of pushing some weight up and down a hill. Okay. I am remarkably sweaty when I'm done. Mm -hmm. um, I was wearing a white t-shirt while I was doing this today, and it was soaked through. Yep. Like, it, it, was, it was pretty staggering. So lawn mowing for outdoors, vacuum cleaner inside. Okay. You cannot, they're not interchangeable. No. As it turns out. No. Um, I've tried. 
You've... said very little success. Yeah. That's why we have a broken belt on our back. I was going to say. It's, um, it's too much. <laughs> so I love Mona Lund. How about you? How, how about you? How, how, about, hey, you? how, how not, about you? Not only how are you doing, what kind of, what kind of yard work floats your boat? I what mean, I haven't done plants? much yard work. <laughs> you haven't. I haven't. That's like, true. I've done some planting. Uh, but no, the yard and stuff has mostly been you. My mm-hmm. stuff has been interior. I wake up and I, you know, water the flowers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I, for me, I think like in terms of home care and maintenance and stuff like that, mine is more like interior. So like, again, cause we're, you know, displaced for an undisclosed amount of time. We have no idea when Correct. we're going to be in our own home. Correct. We're in a gorgeous house in the interim. And, uh, and it's been an interesting challenge to be in someone else's home and respect their space because this is their home, <laughs> Yes. but then also find ways to make it our own. Correct. So one of my, the things that I've been doing that I really enjoy is finding little ways to add touches of us throughout someone else's home without <laughs> sure. encroaching on I mean, their space. The room that we're in is our is our bedroom and we have put up so much of our stuff. Oh my gosh. That it this room probably feels like this feels the, the most, most like home just yeah. because it feels like home because it has all of our stuff. Right. Like. So I and I love interior decorating. I'm a, you know, whore for HGTV. So it's been interesting and fun doing that. You're um, also a fantastic cook and ball. you baked a Fucking marvelous pie. I'm so glad you liked it. I wanted to just have sex with. It was so good. And and Josh and Reba got to partake. Yeah. We had this big barbecue last night. Yeah. Um, And I should say, too, just in case anyone's concerned... We're being COVID friendly. Yes, we are. So we've asked our friends before they came up to get tested. We also asked them to quarantine as much as possible before Mm -hmm. coming up. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also, too, they're coming from areas with low cases. Yes. And we have low cases here. So we're being very careful, very cautious. Good job to the Northeast for wearing masks. And and doing what you're supposed to. Doing the bare minimum of wearing masks and washing your hands. It's amazing how well that works. And it's so great that President Trump finally decided to wear a mask oh my god if this were march 13th we that might would matter we might have had some so thank you for rate. doing the bare minimum four months after christ effects. on sale uh so yeah so um i'm good i'm like a little anxious today for some reason huh. i think it's because like in having because monica was here before Correct. and it was so great having her mm-hmm. and then josh and reba are here and i'm working so hard because my mom is ingrained it in me that you need to be a hostess you need to take care of everybody it's that midwestern does hospitality. anybody need a refresher on their drink i'll wants, go i'll go make some dip no you sit down i'll take care of the dishes who wants crystal light you know what i might be i chopped off my finger but i need to add a top off to your wine spritzer. i got a plate of ants on a lag yeah who wants ants on a lag? it might be 2 a.m i'm just making sure you're taken <laughs> care of so it's like it's hard for me to break against that and i'm just noticing some crunchiness that's around all right that, which that's is okay right. i'm like you acknowledge it, you yes. work through it, yes. and it's just, you You are not your thoughts and feelings, you are the awareness of it. I slept like a log last night, so anxiety is like at an all-time low for me. Yeah. I don't know how you slept, but... I think I slept okay. I think the hot tub is... The hot we, tub? Oh my gosh. We have been using the hot tub, I know, we're so put upon, but we haven't been using the hot tub because it's so humid, Yeah. and now that it's cooled down a little bit. And I think too, like, and this is true for anybody, if you actually, and research has shown that if you take a hot shower, a hot bath something like that, like an hour before bed, mm-hmm. that it helps your body 
sleep so much better. It loosens up all your muscles. It does. And this hot tub wasn't exactly hot. It was more tepid. It was a tepid tub. Like a tepid tub and a 96. Yeah. It's usually like a 103. Lukewarm soak. (laughs) And we were all like, oh, this is fine. Yeah. You know. And I had the lukewarm soak means that Luke Skywalker is in the hot tub being very friendly, <laughs> but not creepy. Just like, oh, I really enjoy that hairstyle on you. He's being warm. Kissing his sister. And welcoming. Yeah. No. Speaking of Carrie Fisher. I don't know. I don't love that. I don't love that. Kissing his sister. Speaking of Carrie Fisher. No, no, no. Let's. How about. Um, speaking of sister kissing. What? Of, <laughs> wait. No. Speaking of. Speaking of. Working uh, it out? Yeah, speaking of couples and enjoying... Oh, fuck it. it we, we watched, watched When, when Harry, Harry Met, Met Sally. Sally. And when was this movie released? I, Yet again. Yet again. This movie guys, was released July 21st of 1989. I don't know how we keep doing this. This happens on a consistent basis where we don't intentionally pick a movie, yeah. but we pick it on the anniversary or close to the anniversary Within of its release days date. days of its yeah. release date. There, we did it. We watched With Alien. Lethal, lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon 2. Lethal Weapon 2. We also did it for, for this movie. Yes. There was at least two other movies this that is, we've done it for. This is happening Ratatouille. Yes. Ratatouille was one of them as yep. well. So we just, we tend to do that. And I, that's why I think our podcast is divinely influenced and inspired which is why you should listen to it because this is good for you somehow basically jesus fuels this podcast yes yeah. if <laughs> go ahead jesus tunes into our podcast no i didn't i didn't have like a a offensive <laughs> don't thing. cross him off oh, oh no. no okay this podcast is so good, it'll make you roll away the stone. Um, came out in 1989, uh, plot breakdown per IMDb. Uh, Harry and Sally have known each other for years and are very good yeah. friends, but they fear sex would ruin the friendship. No. It's... Boo. Well, that is maybe, a horrible well, plot maybe breakdown. maybe because it takes place over, like, 12 to 13 years. I'm gonna try... All they, right. They meet in college. I know. Um, an unlikely friendship forms between two people Mm -hmm. which then blossoms into something more in an unexpected turn of events that's what i would say yeah and it's such a for me this was it it felt like my first time watching it because i hadn't seen this in so long Uh much like dirty dancing Mm -hmm. which i didn't really care for it was always on tv but Uh i never really watched it from start to finish like i remember very specific scenes um, I always remember the writing and the dialogue just being really tight. Yeah, very, very conversational, very almost like quick. passing a ball back and forth. It reminded me of Aaron Sorkin. It a little bit of Aaron Sorkin, yeah. but it's no surprise that Nora Ephron wrote this screenplay. Right, and it was directed with care by Rob Reiner, who we both love. We've actually reviewed Misery, yeah, which was the movie following When Harry Met Sally, which I loved too. That that. Someone there was, was a reading Misery in the movie. Yes, yeah, Billy Crystal reads Billy uh, Crystal was, like, looking at Misery. Having said that, uh, the cast, of course, includes Billy Crystal, who plays Harry, Meg Ryan, who plays Sally. We have Carrie Fisher and Bruno Kirby bringing up the supporting cast. Um, I'm trying to think of other actors that might be known. We actually have Tracy Reiner, Rob Reiner's daughter. Tracy oh. Reiner was in A League of Their Own. Yeah! Who played Betty Spaghetti. Oh, my gosh, I remember her. She's Billy Crystal's girlfriend at one part part in the movie. Correct, yeah. yeah. I don't think she has any lines in this. No, but, she uh, kisses Billy Crystal a couple times. Yeah, Rob Reiner was it. like, hey, you want to be in this movie and kiss Billy Crystal? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the movie takes place, of course, over the span of, like, 12 and a half, 13 years. Yes. And has to do with, with the battle of the sexes, essentially. But, 
okay, but, but this movie the fails the Bechdel test so hard. Oh yeah, it absolutely so, does. So hard. Absolutely does. But also too, in the same regard, it fails it in the other way too because the guys just can't stop talking about correct. girls. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, yeah. I almost don't mind it because right. it's equal in that regard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's it's very true to life. Like you, it 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 really is a study about like men and women as individuals mm-hmm. and couples, like how they get together how they break up, mm-hmm. how they make it work. Mm-hmm. And I know you and I, you know, being married, you know, these past lovely almost six almost years six together years. over 11 years. Yeah. We've had a lot of conversations about how we're two individuals. Yeah. And in, like unique individual people who have chosen to come together as a team. Right. To work through life through together. This life, you know, yeah. together with a partner, with someone to count on and work with and, and this movie really touches on a lot of those themes and it how also complicated too, it is. It also, too, like, there are so many things that Billy Crystal says and also that Meg Ryan says that it's like, they're like, these are these finite rules about what it is to be a man or a woman. And it's like, oh, men can't be friends with women without sex ruining it. Oh, women can't be like, I can't remember what was one of the ones that Meg Ryan said, but it's like, there are all these rules that they have right. about sexes. And I'm like, none of those are true. But then all of them are true at the same time, Correct. depending on your experience mm-hmm. and okay so to start out effectively we meet them in college we meet them in college yeah. and and can uh, i just say meg ryan's hair when oh we my begin god is like so feathered it's she looks fantastic. like blair from the facts of life it's amazing it's amazing and there are moments when she's like sitting in the car because she pulls up and she's right. giving billy crystal a ride to new york because they're both going to new york right to because go to college. because they're both going no, no no they're not going to college or they're have done they graduated? with college oh, they, they graduated, graduated okay, but so they're go, going to new york to pursue their different respective careers. careers correct and she knows billy crystal's girlfriend so her girlfriend was like hey could you drive Can my you boyfriend drive my to boyfriend? new york and the girlfriend is just staying in chicago yeah, we we don't know why. I'm assuming it's something like she has classes that she's finishing up. Maybe she's right. not done yet or I whatever. I just want to say how stunningly beautiful Meg Ryan I is. know. It's like I look before at her all in this of movie. the work. Yeah, and I think she's had work done. She's and had I don't, significant work done. I don't intend done. this from a judgmental point of view, but late 80s 90s meg ryan is so strikingly beautiful she's just so cute there were moments when she looked like she looked like mel gibson did in the eight like when i thought she's you were sitting just gonna leave car. it she no, looked like she, mel gibson meg ryan looks like mel gibson <laughs> this is a hot take That's a- um it, when she's sitting in the car kind of like waiting for billy crystal to get in the car mm-hmm. she, there are just these shots where you see like these deep blue eyes and this, oh, this yeah. big 80s hair her cute lips oh my and she's just so lovely yes um and billy crystal like i feel like they did a pretty good job about de-aging him. i know but his hair is kind of like i was like your hair looks like a way i don't know if they did as good of a job as they did with no Ryan, and but. he okay so they Effectively, they're, you're introduced where it's like, okay, they're doing this road trip, this 16-hour road trip from Chicago, from to, Chicago New York. to New York. And Harry is such an asshole. Like, yeah, he's, here's the he's thing. a he's, 22-year-old guy. He's a 22-year-old, and he <laughs> always plays devil's advocate, even if no one posed a question. He just randomly interjects stuff that's like, I think I'm going to say something to just piss people it, off. It's almost like he took, like, Philosophy 101. Right. And now he thinks he understands everything about human nature and how many yeah. women work. And, and there was the one part when they're in the car and they're talking about death, and, like, I was like, oh, my God, this is how my subconscious works through stuff. Like, this is my anxiety talking to each other. 
each other. <laughs> like <laughs> that's how good the writing is. Yes, it it was something yes. I could associate with so quickly. Yeah. And then okay, so then you're kind of already introduced to their relationship as they go because Meg Ryan is so type A and uh Sally is so type A and Harry is so like what the fuck ever I'm going to spit grapes out of the window. <laughs> but he has the window rolled up first. He's oh like, my roll down the window. God. <laughs> oh my god, it was so gross. If that had happened to me, I'd be like get out of my car. Oh, like, get out. This is disgusting. Right yeah. Like he's kind of a caveman. He's kind of like, you know, like you said, men and women can't be friends. Men have to like possess and own women. Right. And if they can't, they just move on to the next conquest. Which, it's very like, uh, yeah, it's it's like paleo man And any time that he said stuff like that, like the final, like, men and women can't be friends if they find, if the man finds the woman attractive. And then, oh, even if he doesn't, he still wants to bang her. So that's why they can never be friends. <laughs> Which from what we've talked about, though, I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, true. It's know, like this weird we underlying from... drive yes. that's like, if I can just spread my seed as far as possible, it doesn't matter what that thing looks like as far as existence is concerned and this was the first lesson i was taught at acting school mm -hmm. is that men are here to kill things and to fuck things right that is like on an instinctual level why men are here and you're totally right like the the underlying dynamic maybe between mm -hmm. men and women is mm -hmm. constantly like this instinctual need to pass on my genes to make sure my line survives, survives. Yeah. yes and it's, it's a like, survival and that's, mechanism again it's the thing that's like that doesn't mean you're gonna go around fucking no, everything because of self-control and conscience right, and, and consciousness and all that all jazz of this and but of it's like but it's like that's always going to be there yes. and so i anytime though that he said stuff like that i kept on wanting to look at you to be like is that true <laughs> Of is course. that what you think? Like, it's all is true. Is that what you think? Then it's like, but then it's like, but then at the same time, like, you have so many female friends. Right. And that you are such good friends with. I've had a and lot of friends, yeah. like, since high school. Like, yeah, I majority have, of your friends are female. close friendships with females. Right. And I know we've had this discussion, too. Yeah. To where I don't know if I feel completely at ease with guy friends as I do with women friends. Because... Right. I was a theater kid. I didn't play a whole lot of sports. Like, I played hockey for six years. I played basketball for one. Yeah. So I never really felt like I fit that mold. I didn't I didn't feel like I had anything in common mm -hmm. with a lot of, like, the guys that I grew up with. And you have, like, not to say you have a feminine energy, but you really enjoy having deep connections with people. Yes. You are not about, like, surface level. You are all about making sure that what you're talking about is something that matters. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, when you Thank hang you. out with a bunch of dudes, I feel like there can be this, can like, be. showmanship... Yeah. It's like unless you it's have a BDE. very it's that BDE. yeah unless you have a very close relationship you don't really get into deep stuff which yours was already built in because hi you have a twin yes. so it's like you have one person That's in your life you right. that you're mm -hmm. like I've got my best friend he's Correct. right there Correct. so yeah. I I totally get that right right um so yeah so that was something and oh my god the role okay so they get to New York yes and they part ways they part ways and it was like wow that was a great movie yeah the end the end it was a really great sort of uh that could have been a one act um prologue yeah like just a, just a great introduction to our characters that was like what eight minutes yeah like you know exactly who these people are yeah and then we that's almost when the movie started mm -hmm. like they get to new york and they go their separate ways that's really when the movie begins and then it's like five years later no six years later five years five later, years later yeah. they bump into each other randomly at, at an airport because they're both going to where are they both going? They on? are both. She's seeing him, uh, her boyfriend Joe, mm -hmm. off, and then he 
uh, Harry is just coming back from Chicago for a deal and like bumps into her and then they talk and well they're no they're both on the same plane though oh that's what it is they're, they're going somewhere. from Chicago to New York to New York right okay she's going back to her job and she's involved with the guy that's in Chicago yes. and yes uh, and he recognizes her but he doesn't say anything at first right because then I don't that was something I was curious about do you think that he recognized her and then conveniently noticed that he also recognized her boyfriend or do you think he recognized the boyfriend first and then also realized it was Meg Ryan I think he, who was he staring at I think it was the latter I think he recognized Joe or whatever his name was yeah. and then he sees her he makes the choice to not like make it too awkward sure because he he talks more with Joe than he does her. Right. And he waits for Joe to, like, introduce Sally. Right. And... Which it's weird that he does doesn't she, say... Does she brush it off? Like... They, no, they, they, they both they, equally brush they, it off. So they both pretended like they don't know each other. Which is weird to me. And then he leaves to get on the plane. Right. And then they end up sitting right behind right. one another. Yeah. Or whatever. Right next to him behind one another. Yeah. So then they talk on the plane ride there. And they almost pick up right where they left off. Pretty much. And yeah. then, like, and then like she goes back and... She's he's like, didn't you say... On the, on the say... conveyor line, like, he's following her. Yeah, like... he's like, I never said that women can't, women can't be friends. No, you're right, I did no, say right, that. But there's an amendment to it where if they're both involved with other people, then they can be friends because the sex isn't going to get in the way. And it's interesting to to hear how those opinions have changed after five years of, like, growth right. and experience. Because he's like, I'm, I'm getting married to somebody now. Right. And yeah. she's like, oh, it's crazy to me that the angel of death has fallen in love with someone. I never <laughs> thought that that would happen. Yeah, and she, like, yeah. literally laughs at him so then uh i think it's that they part ways again again yeah and then five years later she gets broken up with or breaks up with her boyfriend yes and he gets a divorce right from his wife because his wife's like i don't know if i love you anymore and like had fallen out of love with him in a significant amount of time right so now they're in sort of these two separate social circles which i fucking Loved the conversation <laughs> that Billy Crystal and his friend had at, at the, the football game, where they're like <laughs> they're talking the as wave. they're doing the wave. Because like, oh Billy Crystal's like telling his friend about, yeah. like, oh, she's divorcing me, she's leaving me. But they're Whoa! like, how did you do the wave? At the same time, he's like, oh my god, that's awful. And they're and like, stand up the and then sit back down. <laughs> right. And you know that that happens in real life that people are right. having like actual conversations and then they have to stand up and wave their hands up in the yeah, air. It's... Especially like when guys take like that hard hit or some life huge life experience is happening that's right. negative. And yeah. so then, uh, so then Sally's friends are like, "You need a partner. Yeah, you Carrie need to Fisher get married." Is oh all my of a sudden, god! Like the Dolly Levi of she pulls. It's not a Rolodex. It's almost like a Rolodex. But this it's is like again an before index card. before cell phones, right? So she pulls out an index card box with all these available men on it, and that is where like it it. It didn't hit me in a weird way, but at the same time, I'm like, these these three women are at this table yeah. doing nothing but talking Talk about men about. and how, and the other friend who was like, oh, you, like, you need this, and who are you if you're not married, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you're going to be going on later on down the line, and you're going to be single knowing that someone out there is married to your husband. Right. Which I'm like, that's and like, so intense. And like, babies come into play, and yeah. all this kind of stuff. After you're 36, like, you're less likely to get pregnant, because right. what happens Also, side note, okay, so the little vignettes of the of the older couples talking about how they met right i'm wondering a i don't think those were real in terms of the i don't stories think stories were real that's what i was wondering the couples were actors okay that's so the what the stories I was are wondering. very real but the couples but were the actors. couples were actors correct okay correct. i was curious about that because they yeah. felt real but they also felt directed at the same yeah. time yeah yeah some of them like were, were it, it was a little 
back and forth like they were almost on top of each other there were some stories where like one person would stop talking and another person like so right. it was it sounded rehearsed right and not as genuine uh so. and i don't remember how they connect back up again isn't it like eventually it's like it's not a blind date no they're at a bookstore. A bookstore. That's right. They're at a bookstore, and it she's is... looking at all the self-help, and he's in the personal development yes, section. Yes, he's, like, looking at her from across the room, mm-hmm. and it, it, that's one of the things where this movie is, like, based on, like, luck and convenience, because these right. two constantly end up in the same place, mm-hmm. which is fine, because it's a rom-com, and yeah, part of it is, like, you, you can buy just kind of throw those rules out the window. You buy it. And you buy it, yeah, because of how fucking charming these two people are, but also That's how good the, the writing like, is. Like, their chemistry is off the charts. And like, Rob it Reiner, made me be like, I know that Tom Hanks came into play, but yeah. now I want to see all those Sleepless others. Like, you've Seattle got Mail and, and Sleepless in Seattle. I want to see that all. Sleepless in Seattle's a really good With one. Billy Crystal instead. <laughs> really? Just because, well, not that oh, I don't love Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. I do love Tom Hanks. Don't Tom get me wrong. Hanks. He's amazing. I just want to compare and contrast. When he was on Conan O'Brien's podcast, since Tom Hanks has done so many World War II stories, mm-hmm. and Conan's like, when you're like 95... And on your way out, are you going to think that you actually fought in World War II? Right. <laughs> you're like, like, are you going to have your kids wheel enough. you around the cemetery? Jesus. Or take you to Normandy and be like, oh, that's where we stormed the beach and <laughs> you know, took that that pillbox right. of Nazis. <laughs> He's Jesus. like, you're going to think you actually fought That's in actually World a II. really good point. That's like, really the funny. blinds get He's blurred. Like, at this point, yes. Yes, that's going to happen. <laughs> and also, too, I have to say, like, I know that this is such a dated movie because it's in the 80s, but, like... I fucking loved the costuming, and I specifically loved Meg Ryan's. Like it was a little her pants. Annie, it was went a little Annie Hall. Her, her belly mom button. Jeans went her up mom to her jeans boobs. were insane. It was crazy. Oh my god, I loved them though. Like she looked so cute. Um, so they end up reconnecting. They end up reconnecting again, again. and. Now they're both like single yeah. and they kind of are each other's like nicotine couples patch. Yeah. Cause they don't, they're not in a relationship. They're not friends with benefits. They're not friends with benefits. They do kiss on the lips. They do kiss on the lips, which I thought was weird. I don't know if that's like weird, weird. It's Cause weird. The, the, the kisses, it's, I think it's very important to like designate what kind of kiss it is. Yeah. It's more like a quick peck than it is like a lasting. Well, some of the like ones a little bit later on correct. last a little too long, yes. which I'm like, what are we doing? In- side of her yeah well you know that's that's if you can go I, more than a half of a second i kissed then her it's like, and then well, next thing i knew what you know i was lost i it's all of a sudden person. um so, so they they end up going on all these little dates they go to dinners dates they get a, a he helps uh she helps him kind of get a rug get a rug for his apartment because all he has after the divorce Super is like sad. a deck of cards and, and a, a chair. chair yeah he's reading misery yeah um he's he's not in a great place so they're kind of helping each other out. They and then, go to like, the remember museum. the conversation that they had when they're rolling out the the rug, and she's like, "Well, you know, we'll get there. It just takes a lot of time, and maybe it'll be months before we're gonna sleep with anyone." He's like, "Oh, I slept with her." Like, <laughs> immediately went to like, "Oh no, I I'm fine with having sex with people and not having an emotional connection with them." Well, because he's a guy, right? Exactly, right. and, and she's just like, she couldn't believe that. Uh, again, um, another difference between men and women, is, right? You know. Well, I, here's the thing: I don't think it's necessarily a difference between men and women because if Sex in the City has taught us anything, Samantha is able to have sex without having any emotional attachment, and according to the Big Lebowski, it's called Ceteriasis in Men and Volmania in Women, where they have sex, but it's like a joyless experience. I don't 
maybe that's not the same thing. It's not a joyless experience. That's something I think in and of itself a whole other issue. But guys can separate emotion from I think it's more common for men. Correct. I think that women can do it, but it's less common. Right. So so they, yeah, they kind of end up being friends and then they're like, well, I want to help my friend out and I want them to have, uh, you know, a boyfriend, girlfriend. So they set each other up with their best friend. Correct. Um, Uh, Carrie Fisher and Bruno Kirby. And they do not do very well they, they are not compatible <laughs> in any way the little vignettes too where like uh harry and his friend are talking and <laughs> a really funny just little oh the personality of the, movie, the uh where they're uh fast walking through central park oh my and this god weird like like oh, male fitness I attire i fucking loved <laughs> those leggings they're like, and they're like doing they're a little like, speed walk and, the, and, and their arms are kind of swinging they are like oh they're <laughs> sassy as shit like they watched a jane fonda and video I, yes it, it was, was like really prancer size before prancer exactly. size became a thing it was really and funny. i love too the conversation that they had that was like you said that she's a good personality so that means she's ugly and he's like no that doesn't mean she's ugly i said that she's attractive and she has a good personality okay but it can't be both it can't be both. Like, I fucking, that dialogue was so right. well done, and it was so well-directed. And guys have those conversations all the time. Right, and it's, it's like, uh, and like, what the women talked about, I didn't love that, and I didn't love that it was Carrie Fisher's character was just hung up on this married guy for like 10 years. Yeah, yeah, like, and she had, yeah, her whole backstory of like... Her backstory uh, is literally uh, buying flowers for herself, yeah, so like her so that she can husband make her... would see it. Her and make boyfriend. Him jealous. That's yeah. 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 It was a little. It was a little desperate. But part of me is like, I don't want to use the same argument of like, oh, it was the eighties. But at the no. same time, it it kind of devalued her character a little it bit. It did. And I'm wondering if Carrie Fisher actually, because Carrie Fisher her, throughout her career, kind of one note in this movie. Yeah, a little bit. But she's also she was also known as a very um, a talented like script doctor. Like if you needed oh, last minute rewrites. Right. People she would go would in call and, yeah. Carrie Fisher and be like, hey, can you take a look at this? Especially right. if it was a rom-com. So I'm wondering if she had any input on Oh, this. interesting. I'll have to look at the trivia for uh, that. But, but yeah, so, and <clears throat> then they effectively, the plan goes totally south because their friends fall in love with each other. Right, exactly. Leaving them. Leaving Harry and Sally. Both still single. Like, yeah. Uh, and they move very quickly. Like Carrie Fisher. Immediately goes to. The BFF. Yeah. Move in very fast. Like yes. Like they. They get a, they get this brownstone apartment. They're mm-hmm. like picking out all this furniture and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. And Billy Crystal, like the day of, sees his ex wife, right? Who is the wife from Arachnophobia? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she um, she worked a lot in the eighties. Wait, too. there's one thing that we missed, which is on one of their dates or on one of their together dates before they go out on their own separate dates. Um, they go to the museum of right. natural history. Yes, and he's doing the weird accent thing and trying to teach her to do the accent. He's like, <laughs> I have too much pepper on my too much pepper on my caprice salad orders. <laughs> to me, that felt like a warm up to a scene. Yes, that felt like what in Dirty Dancing they would do that they just rolled Did on. Did you it. notice? Like she's like it's, she's it's laughing her shot, so and much. She's laughing so much. It's an OTS on her. Yeah. And she looks. She's like laughing, but then she like looks to the right. Uh huh. That was her looking at Rob Reiner, who was just like. Keep go going. with it. Go with it. Like really? Billy Crystal just started riffing. I was right. And she was just like, I "What is happening it. here?" And she like her look to the right is looking at Rob Reiner, being like, "What the fuck is going on?" Oh He's my just god, like, oh, I just love like that. I know. knew it. It felt too. 
it felt too real yeah, for it yeah. to just be like scripted. I was like, that feels like that was but improvised. This is Rob Reiner's, I think, second time working with Billy Crystal. He mm-hmm. just did The Princess Bride where Billy Crystal oh, plays Miracle Max. Right. And Miracle Max was almost all improv where was he's he talking really? about the the bacon mutton and to, or the mutton lettuce and tomato sandwich uh-huh was like the mutton's all so quirky like that and rob reiner lettuce. had to excuse himself from the set because he was laughing so hard really? that they were like you your laughter is getting in like we're picking it up on the boom you can't, you can't be, be here. in like, here he just had to excuse himself Aww. from filming those scenes because he couldn't handle it so i feel like he gave billy crystal some room to i but not that you can improve on Nora Ephron's writing. No. Like you can just uh, have permission to improv one and one. Uh, so then they, uh, so the room, the roommates, the <laughs> the best friends are getting married. And then Billy Crystal sees his ex-wife and he kind of spirals a bit. But okay, here's the and thing. And he goes off on a tangent. He like does. He- he and then like there's this whole thing where he's like you never have any emotions you never like say anything you're always just please just punch he's and yelling at Sally he's yelling at Sally about yeah. it and Sally's like I'm not and I was like I don't know I felt like that didn't hold any water at all excuse me <laughs> <laughs> the sons of anarchy um, are the, out this weekend the New Hampshire biker gang <laughs> is out live free or die that's right um Oh, 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 oh. And that was another thing, too, is that there was another part that I felt was very out of character for Meg Ryan's, for Sally. Because when she does the famous orgasm the, scene the, in the diner, yes. I her character does not seem like the kind of person that would do that. It felt out yes of character. No. Yes I know she was no. trying to prove a point. Right. But I felt like... It was so bonkers and so It was also, loud. like, very outlandish. Yeah. And for her to, like, make a move like that, to do something like that, that's so public. So public. But it was actually, bridging into trivia, it was actually Meg Ryan's idea. Oh! Um, and I think she had some good reasoning for it, and I can get that okay. from trivia, the trivia when we hit it. But okay. it was actually her idea. Interesting. And I think she did it, of course, to try and not prove only a prove point. a point, but to kind of humiliate Billy Crystal at the right. same time. So, yes and no. I can totally see how that would be like, whoa, where did this come from? It did. It felt out of place. And then also, too, their fight felt a little out of place. Because they're like, he's like, you never emote. You never express yourself. And then I'm like, A little bit, but it felt like, it felt like a couple's fight. It felt like, like, a very personal, Yeah. you know. Well, especially, too, when he's like, I'm sorry. And they go into this, like, intense embrace. Yeah, Like, that was just... There was a lot of love there, yeah. and I feel like you're just waiting for these two to like just figure just it out, just get, get, just fuck or get off the pot, do it, just get together already, and that's where we go to next because right. Meg Ryan is broken up with. No, 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 no she was engaged, wasn't she? No, 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 no. She so she and Joe broke up, and the right. whole time she's like, "I'm fine, I'm totally fine, everything's fine, it's fine, it's fine. fine," and she's hiding she learns, underneath. She finds out Joe is getting, getting married, married to the next person yes. that he's been with, which she's like the girl gal's like ten years younger than him or yeah, something, and yeah. she's really upset. She's like, "I'm so old, I'm gonna die alone." And she calls and, Billy Crystal, right. and we should preface this by saying like these two have like called each other almost every night yes to try and like get like it's like their bedtime routine exactly. that they talk to each other exactly. before they go to sleep so she calls billy crystal and she's like like just beside herself with grief and he mm-hmm. goes over which leads to a really great like comedic scene by meg ryan oh my gosh who is like just crying and laughing at the same time and right. like grabbing kleenex and from billy crystal them throwing them on the ground 
And she's, yeah, she's, like, laughing one minute and then, like, crying the next. Right. There's some really great Which, gifts. okay, so I know that that's a big scene. Yes. And I know that that's the pivotal scene where they change mm-hmm. and switch from friends to more than friends. Right. I, truthfully, I didn't buy it. You didn't? Nope. I didn't buy it. I bought the kiss, but then we immediately went to blackout and we went to the next morning. Which I know that for that movie, I don't think that they wanted to have any sex. I don't think that they wanted to show that. But it just felt like there wasn't any, like, um, they kissed. But I don't know. I felt like... I I disagree. It cut me off at the knees for that experience. I disagree. Okay. Because there is enough coverage on Billy Crystal to where you can see... With, with no words, with you no dialogue, you can see him I agree make with that. the choice. Yeah, and it's not from a place of like I want to take something from you or vindictive or anything like that. Mm-hmm. She is so distraught, and she asks, but you know, uh, he's like, "I'm gonna go get you some water or something," and mm-hmm. she's like, "Can you hold me longer?" Right. And the 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 look in her eyes, the way that she's being held by him, yeah, you can see on his face. Oh my God, the part when she said, "I'm so difficult," and he said, "You're just challenging." Yeah, like, right? Oh my God. I mean, that, but that's what this whole story is about: is about two people who love each other and I, their journey about coming together. So I I bought it completely because you see Billy Crystal say. And it's it's not like, oh, she needs this, but at the same time, like, right. no, this, this is, is what I want. Right. But I, okay, so then let me actually amend what I said. It's more that it felt like quick kiss and now we're to the next morning. Like, okay. I wish that there had been something more, whether it be a little bit more of their love, like, not necessarily love making, but like stuff leading up to it. Sure. And like, is this what you want to do? Yes, this is what I wanted to do. Just like something. I don't know. I felt like there was something missing. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, we could just. I, I feel like those moments would have been cliche. We could disagree. I'm going to disagree. If with Karate you. Kid has taught us anything. <laughs> We can disagree and still Correct. get through. Correct. Uh, like, it, I, I feel like it, it it wouldn't have cheapened it, but at the same time, like you can do so much without words mm-hmm. with with film. And mm-hmm. I feel like there was enough coverage to cover like what these two are feeling, mm-hmm. the choices that they're making without words, mm-hmm. um, and maybe to show like a montage of them like being like. Which- Oh, I always wanted this. And even a sex montage, I think, would have cheapened it. And then, okay, so we go to the next morning. And he's, like, wide-eyed, just laying there. Which, that was the other thing I didn't understand. I couldn't connect why he all of a sudden just went, he just shut down. I know that he, in my head, I'm like, okay, so he's scared. He's scared of commitment. He had a really good thing with a friend. And he felt like he was growing and didn't want to ruin that. But he's also had this mantra, this philosophy that's more or less propped him up. These Mm -hmm. are, like, the big... Uh, the stories and the lies that we tell ourselves that we take as truth mm-hmm. that hold us up for so many years and then something happens which knocks all of those pillars down mm-hmm. and he just he he panics mm-hmm. he's like we shouldn't have had sex this takes our friendship to a whole weird place right and now like can we still be friends or is everything different right and, and she fine. is fine she's like great because this has there been was in the so stars much for love forever. in what happened right but he is freaked out because again he's had the entire mantra of like friends like sex changes everything essentially. right and so. then it was so weird too like the next day it was like it was like she slept with him and then he was a completely different person yeah, like yeah. he was like uh i have to go i have to get to work and you have to get to work but i would like to take you out to dinner this evening right like it was and then he's also like searching his own actions of like um 
like, did I do the right thing? Or like, she was asking oh, yeah, if they're like, longer. You know, I just, I'll just say that it was a mistake. Yeah. And he's like, God, I hope I she, hope says, she it says it's a mistake. Yeah. Right. Kind of so then they go to dinner and have this super crazy, awkward dinner. And then like, I can't remember what happens in the, so they go to dinner mm-hmm. and then they have super awkward salad. And then <laughs> they stop talking to one another. Yeah. They just like. I forget too, but I, I can't remember if there's something that's like. Uh, wait, oh, it was the wedding, wasn't it? It was Carrie right, Fisher's but that wedding, was another and then they have, like, too. a big it's argument. like, they have this awkward dinner, and then I don't know what happened between the dinner and the wedding. I feel like they just jumped. Because, oh, was... no, 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 I'm so sorry. Go ahead. She, the, he's trying to call her and talk to her. Right, but this is after the wedding, though. That's after the this wedding? Is a, they have that big blow-up argument where they, like, go in the kitchen. Oh, that's and right. And then they come back out, and the friends are, like, toasting them because he's the best man and she's the maid of honor. And we wouldn't have gotten together without you. Correct. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. then the voicemails come after And then after he's calling that. her for days or, if not, weeks. And, and you she's see all just these... Like, yeah. She's like, I can't do this and blah, blah, blah. And then New Year's comes. What was her big thing, though? Because she answers the phone and she said, I can't be your consolation, consolation prize. prize. Yeah. Oof. And that hit him hard. Oof. That's when he realized that, like, oh, my God, like, I've, I've had this mentality of of she's like a backup of yeah, some plan type. B. Yeah. That's probably how she felt. She's always been looking for the next gal when he had her in well, front of him the whole time it's like in new girl which if you've watched new girl you remember that at one point jess is dating a doctor but yes. they're kind of like friends with benefits right but she needs some emotional quote-unquote lubrication right. to get to where she needs yes. to for the benefits part right and so nick her roommate and friend which you know they're going to end up together correct he kind of ends up being her emotional fluffer. Yes. So it's kind That's of like essentially that what with this them. Is. Like yeah. they're they're the friends with benefits. They're and boyfriend girlfriend without the benefits. Rob Reiner plays her dad. It's what? all full circle. Oh my god! It's all full circle. <laughs> oh my god! This is insanity. Uh, okay. So, so here they are, and they, so so she's like, I can't do this anymore. Right. I'm not your consolation prize. Right. New Year's comes. She's at this party that she doesn't want to be at. And yeah. Have this montage of Billy Crystal trying to get to this party. He can't catch a cab because he finally realizes that he's he like, I'm deeply and crazily like, in, love in love with, with you. you, and he's he's trying to run to this place. And he can't get a cab, and he's he's like out of breath, and she's about to leave the party, mm-hmm. and of course he gets there last second, mm-hmm. and right after the stroke of midnight, they end up having this huge altercation on the dance floor, mm-hmm. and then he's like, I fucking love you, and you do all these things that should annoy me, but they don't, mm-hmm. they actually make me love you even more, mm-hmm. and she's like, well, I hate you, and... I- thought when she said that i thought we were gonna have another 10 minutes of movie yeah i thought that she was gonna be like i hate you and he's gonna be like i don't know what to do and it would be like pan out and then it's like later on they would actually have their reconciliation right but she's saying i hate you but she's actually saying i love you too fuck you means i love you yes Yes. and so then they kiss and then they have their cute little vignette right which is adorable but oh my god like what a great it is it is such an unexpected rom-com it for the summer charming. to come out in july oh that's a challenge yeah to that have this challenge. rom-com that comes out in july but it it is such a testament to not only like the great casting but the direction and the writing yes. carry this movie forward so well yes. that it feels so effortless it's an hour and a half it's like an hour and 37 minutes yep 
So with credits, you're looking at 90 minutes. Yeah. It is like it is bing, fast. bang, boom. It yep. is three acts. It and is... I think that this is one of those movies where you could actually convert it into a stage play and it would do incredibly well. Sure. I or think maybe even a musical, you know. What? Maybe. Uh, uh, maybe not like... I feel like the the musical uh, I Love You Because is already when Maybe, Harry I was about Sally. to say, it's probably already That's already movie. that. But yeah. yeah, I just, at any rate. It uh, is charming as hell. It is and so, it makes and I laughed out Efron. loud yeah. so many yeah. times. Yeah, Like, and there were so many great one-liners. There were so, like... Their chemistry was so great. The friends' chemistry was you really great. You cannot take your eyes off of these two. No. You like, I s- had a hard time remembering taking notes. Yeah, yeah, because you're just along for the ride. It's one of those movies that just takes you and you lose all track of place and time. Mm-hmm. That you're just on board with the story. And the whole time you're just rooting for these two. So let's do, before we do trivia, yeah. I want to do, I want you to do our How We Met story. Our little vignette. Our little vignette? What's our little vignette? Oh, Oh my. I know. The, on the spot. On the spot. So we met officially on Valentine's Day in 2009. Yes. We. I was with someone. You were with someone. I was single. Mm-hmm. I had been single for about a year and a half. We both had a cold and we were at Correct. a karaoke bar. I was there with Meredith Gordon and Felicia Heaton. Who was Meredith Weber at the time. Correct. You were trying to get with <sighs> Meredith Weber. I had a crush on Meredith Webber. I don't blame you. And looking Meredith, at if, if you're listening to this, I'm not. I'm not ashamed of. Hey, if you look at her teeth and look at my teeth, <laughs> and I'm oddly not... enough, we were. I was sitting across from you. Yep. And she was sitting across from Nate. Yep. And I. It, no, it actually, so, Nate wasn't there. He was there. there she keeps pictures. saying Nate wasn't there. He was absolutely there. Which if they we ended need up married. To pull up the pictures. I'm not on social media anymore. But if I need to like look at the data, I recover you're going from to Facebook. <laughs> I will find that fucking picture because the four people at that table All are so up. much like this Yes, because you have two couples at the same table who are in completely different places in life yes. who all end up together. So Not the four of us. What happened, but, though, is we didn't actually get together until several months later. Until June. Because I, my boyfriend and I broke up. I had just got done with a show called The Illusion. Mm-hmm. Aaron Shannon who was a friend of yours, came and saw the show, saw me in it, knew that they were casting producers at Lakewood, needed someone to play the springtime for Hitler soloist who can move well. Mm -hmm. And like, she's like, oh, this guy's Aryan looking and can, you know, move his body. And I had auditioned for producers, but I said, I'm not accepting anything other than Ula. I'm Ula or quit, man. (laughs) And I was asked by the director. He's like, look, you can understudy Ula. Our favorite director, Alan Shearman. He's like, you can understudy Ula. I would love you to be in this show. And I was like, okay, well, this is my last show. And then I'm moving to Chicago. Right, right. And I said, okay, Chicago. fine, I'll do it. I'll... In this movie. Yeah. So Chicago and New York. I was like, I'm going to do it and then I'll move. Yep. So we both end up getting cast in The Producers. Uh, and don't forget. I asked you out. To go to the Drammy Awards. To go Awards. to the Drammys. Yes, the, a local theater award 
You turned me down. No. No. I said, yeah, let's go. But I thought it was a group thing. Oh. And then you, I was like, we'll dress up funny and we'll go have fun. And then on the night of the Drammies, it's because you're, you were so heartbroken. (laughs) You just blocked it out. Um, so I I was like, I went that year. You did go. I was like, I did Les Mis the year before and we ended up winning a handful of awards. I think for me, I was just, I was tired from rehearsals and I was like, I don't feel great. I don't really want to go. Right. And then I realized, cause you were kind of mopey about it. And I was like, oh fuck he thought that was a date yeah and so then we were on stage and mm. we were blocking out a scene mm. and you were close to me yep. and i said to you you can ask me again you know and i was like what and i said you can ask me again oh uh would you like to go out with me yes and that was it and that was it took her to pf chang's went back to her mom's house watched bram stoker's dragon well for about 15 watched minutes. in parentheses and then uh the rest, is, the rest history. is history here we are that's our story and it kept you from moving to chicago yep but we eventually moved to new york yep so that which is where i wanted to with, be anyways so that also ties in with uh with this movie yeah so that's you you never fucking know man no One thing leads to another no and we've been together almost the same amount of time that this this movie, movie. yeah that's right so there's a lot of oh my uh, there's a lot of similarities you're right yeah um so that's our little that's vignette it. that's our little vignette if so. you didn't know i'm pretty sure we've told that story but probably it's cute and it's for harry met sally sick so. of hearing it just, just deal fucking deal skip it but still listen to our podcast and subscribe and share smash and that subscribe it. button <laughs> smash it fist. smash it kids uh should we have it <laughs> some trivia yes let's smash into, right. let's smash let's into smash some, some trivia. trivia let's cue that tri- let's smash that trivia music button <laughs> uh as i mentioned before in the museum scene billy crystal ad-libbed but i would be proud to partake in of your pecan pie pecan pie but i would probably take it laughed and looked to her right where director rob reiner silently prompted her to go along with it uh the segments of married couples telling the stories of how they met are real stories that director rob reiner collected for the film the actors related the stories not actually the people who lived them they were so cute according to the screenwriter nor efron the infamous i'll have what she was having line was actually suggested by billy crystal so actors have good ideas actors do have good ideas the orgasm scene was filmed at cat's deli an actual restaurant on new york's east houston street oh Not houston but houston right uh the table at which the scene was filmed now has a plaque on it that reads when where harry met sally hope you had what she had i wonder how many people go there and do that probably a lot that's probably so annoying in an interview with uh npr on november 2nd of 2004 nora efron credited meg ryan not only for the idea of faking the orgasm in the famous restaurant scene but also with the idea of setting it in a restaurant in the first place Aww. so actors have good ideas actors do have good ideas uh the they scene... also have bad ideas they also have, hey like woody harrelson's uh philosophy is like i'm gonna come in with 50 different ideas and you're gonna like one of them <laughs> That's not a very good word to hear. Also. I'm okay with it. Uh, the scene where we see all four lead characters talking to each other individually, where you see those, uh, where they're on the phone. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that that thing clip. You could even tighten that shit up. How many takes do you think that took? Truthfully? Truthfully. One. No. What? Uh, ten. No. What? Uh, fifteen? No. What? How many? Sixty. Oh, what? That was an entire day. But it's like no! 45 seconds. It's like a 45 second conversation. Why did it take so many takes? You have to think of like, you're filming in one location for Carrie Fisher and her husband, but Were Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal. Were they on the phone? 
I don't, I don't think they were on the phone. It was probably a one-sided telephone call, but you have uh, PAs or the script assistant or whatever feeding Doing you these the lines. lines. I so don't know. Probably, I feel like that's silly. I feel like there's took, no reason oh, for it to take that long. Man, that's you, insane. The concept of Sally being a picky eater was based on Nora Ephron. Years after the movie came out, when Ephron was on a plane and ordered something very precise, the stewardess looked at her and asked, have you ever seen When Harry Met Sally? <laughs> The film is based on director Rob Reiner's experiences post-divorce and as a single man. Oh. Ironically, Reiner met his current wife during the making of this film. Oh. And I should also mention that this falls into like the four movies that Rob Reiner directed that are all just knockout Solid. punches. So you have Stand By Me. I haven't seen that. You have The Princess Bride. I have seen that. You have When Harry Met Sally. I have seen that And then that you now. have Misery. I have seen that. You have these four movies in the late 80s, early 90s that are all just so good. And you can also watch movies like The Princess Bride and Misery and see sort Always of the stylistic influence. Mm-hmm. Um, and even Harry Met Sally maybe influenced Misery in one way because it's about a man and a woman yeah. trying to get along. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe with higher stakes. Much higher stakes. But, uh, yeah, so th- this just falls right in the middle of some of Rob Reiner's absolute I best mean, the work. man. Oh. His father just recently passed away, R.I.P. of Carl Reiner, who was mm. the the quintessential oh, straight man. Dick Van Dyke worked with Mel Brooks. Uh, so over, great. Uh, gave Steve Martin his career, essentially. He yeah. directed uh, Carl Reiner, mm-hmm. directed The Jerk, which we've also reviewed on this podcast. Yep. And his son, Rob, ended up being an amazing director and a very funny actor as well. Oh, yeah, he's great. So, yeah. Would you mm. recommend this movie? I absolutely would. would. Like, yes. I would recommend this Seven Ways from Sunday, and I'm mad that it took me this long to watch it. Yeah. And, like, people, we've been doing this podcast for four years. We're on our fourth season. We've been doing it for four years, yeah. and this has been on the list since day one. Yeah. And so many people, especially Evan and Molly McCarthy, <laughs> Evan Tate and Molly McCarthy have been like, you need to fucking watch this movie. Yeah, like I'll everyone has been, but right. they're like, why have you not watched this? Molly actually said, I'm not talking to you until you watch this movie. <laughs> and now I understand why, because yeah. it's such a great movie. It's like just... it's well written. Of course, it, there's some parts of it that have not aged well because they're, you know, it would not pass the Bechdel test. Yeah, yeah. But again, it also wouldn't pass it the other way around if it was just talking about ladies. Like, you know, there's, it's it's about men and women but it's also about communication and to be more progressive it's just about people it's about and people how messy people are and attraction yes and communication yes and how whatever you bring to the table even though it is flawed it is enough it's not just about the battle of the sexes you're right no. it's about how people work and how men and women function differently and how um you know people figure it out together mm-hmm. often as as individuals as well yeah. but at the same time like you're just rooting for these two to to finally have that breakthrough and like i try to think about it too because in my writing what i've done is i've tried to look at love scenes and look at you know flirting scenes with different genders yeah. or with non-binary folks mm-hmm. and i've done that and this kind of writing stands up no matter what gender oh or what person is writing like yeah. you could swap out there's such an ease to it there you know, is like it's it feels so conversational you know who that person is and that person could be any gender yeah. when you assign those character types yeah. of course it feels heightened because it's a movie like you're lifting oh, reality course. ever so slightly of course but it still feels very grounded yeah 
And um, the only like <laughs> I would recommend it to anyone. The only thing I think some of the early stuff for Meg Ryan, I know that you're setting up the caricature of her, mm-hmm. but some of the stuff is just like, okay, let's calm down. But then again, there are people out there like that. Yeah. Like that's not. I just don't. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know them, or if I did know them, I d- I'm not friends with them anymore because I'm more the Billy Crystal type. Would you recommend this movie? I would. It is it is so charming. It it is just a testament to something that is so well crafted in every department on every level. Mm. Even though actors are last one hired, first one fired, it is just the right combination mm-hmm. of every element mm-hmm. that just makes it a good story, and that's why it was so surprising when it came out. In the, in the summertime, summertime, yeah, I think the budget was twenty million dollars, and ended up making like ninety three million. Wow! Like it it made almost five times its budget. It was massively successful. See? It probably led to a ton of other rom coms being released in the summertime. I wonder if Rob Reiner had directed Showgirls. <laughs> if we if Rob Reiner had directed Showgirls and Nora Ephron was on board. They actually would have hit that the would mark have been a great about movie. a commentary about Vegas showgirls. I'm gonna text Jason to... and ask what he thinks. Tweet for at that Rob Reiner. Tweet yeah. at Rob Reiner. Tweet at Rob Reiner. Like at Rob Reiner. Hey, Rob Reiner, would you be willing to do a remake of Showgirls? We just watched When Harry Met Sally and think you'd be really good at fixing what was wrong with Showgirls. It's Showgirls. If any any movie needs to be Me Too'd, it's Showgirls. If anyone hasn't seen this movie, I can't wait for you to see it. Yeah, like truly. Again, it's an hour and a half. Like, it's nothing. No time. No No time. time. Just watch this movie. Yeah. Um, So I think that's it for this one. Great fucking movie. I'm Mm -hmm. so glad we watched it. Me too. I don't. Well, I, we have a couple of ideas for, again, I really badly wanted to live commentary of Waterworld, but... I'm going to go ahead and announce now. Oh. Right now. This is an exclusive. Oh, Hot I don't take. know what's happening. Smash that subscribe button. I don't know what's happening. What's we are happening? watching. We are watching Cutthroat Island next week. You want to watch Cutthroat yes. Island? I want to get it over with. You Why? Because I, it's a movie that I have delayed seeing or put off seeing for so long uh-huh. because I'm afraid it's just going to make me not only hate pirates, but hate uh, every choice that that was involved with the movie. Okay. I, I don't know if I'm comfortable watching two careers abruptly end. Okay. Including Gina Davis and Matthew Modine, uh-huh. who have worked since. Yes. But it's fair to say that it they probably some, tanked a lot of their gaps. prospects. Yep. So I want to watch Cutthroat Island just to see okay. what it's, it's almost like watching a car crash. Where you can't take your eyes off of it. Oh my god, you're gonna get so mad! I fucking love Cutthroat Island. Next week will be Cutthroat Island. The, to be fair, I watched Cutthroat Island right after I watched Three Musketeers, so I was like all swashbuckler, like ladies with swords. I was all about it. Yeah, so that's yeah. where my headspace. Was I can't at. wait to see it. It's been a long. I haven't seen it, so it could have. I could be like, "What the fuck were you thinking when you watched <laughs> exactly. that?" But that's so, usually what makes for a good episode. Cutthroat Island next Cutthroat week. Cutthroat Island next week. Uh, so uh, please be sure to subscribe. Smash that subscribe button. Smash that subscribe button. Um, um, find wait. us on Instagram. Find us on Twitter. Simac Podcast. Simac Podcast. Roll. Um, um, the and then right now, in terms of where we are at for Moolah, we have made $2.85 that will be donated to the NAACP at the end of this month. All right. Um, so remember, the best way for us to get that number up is for you to share. Literally, all you need to do is go to whatever platform you use to listen to your podcasts, click on the most recent episode, and hit 
share. Yes. Share that to your social media platforms and say, hey, you guys should listen to this. They're donating all sponsorship money to the NAACP at the end of July. Correct. So please do that because we like... We got one week left. We got one week left. So let's let's, and let's do it good. Let's get it above five bucks if we let's, can. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, Thank you, guys. Yeah, that's everything. Have a good week. Be safe. Wear a mask. And uh, yeah. We'll see you next week for Cutthroat Island. Bye. Bye.